American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Those are the three I want you to check out before we have full-fledged X-Men because they're just around the corner because this, my friends, was the last Marvel property before Comic-Con and there are no coincidences at Marvel. This is 10 days out from Hall H. I think Hall H is going to be... I think we're going to hear that theme song and I'm very excited about it. Reject Nation, we are shooting this immediately following the Miss Marvel finale. The finale for Miss Marvel was incredible. This is going to be chock full of spoilers for the finale. So if you haven't seen the finale, go watch that first. Come on back to us. The finale was everything. We're going to get into how this finale and this show shapes the entire future of the MCU. This show more than maybe any other phase four property, I think is going to be essential for the cohesion of phase four. We're going to get into all of that. But before we do, like, subscribe, hit that bell, leave a comment. I want to know what you think of these theories. I want to know what you thought of the episode. I want to know what you think of the comic recs I gave you. Just let me know. Also, anything else you guys would like to see discussed on this very show. And if you like this show, check out my TikTok. I've got 15 second, 30 second, one minute, three minute, more concise videos of these ramblings that I pump out like three to five a day. So it is chock full of this exact thing, but stream of consciousness craziness with some graphics. All right, this is Mutants. This is a moment we have wanted since the MCU. The X-Men, Spider-Man, Blade were the trilogies and then beyond, but those were the foundations that allowed Marvel to exist. We've wanted to combine those things since the MCU started. Since we had this, the pipe dream was somehow having Spider-Man in there and we accomplished that. Then it was somehow having Fantastic Four and we know that's coming. Then this insane dream of maybe having the X-Men in there and somehow incorporating all these characters we love into this world. And there's been so many theories. There's the idea of maybe the snap. People came back. They've got mutation. Maybe mutants have been around in parallel universes and they invade ours. Maybe in Incursion events cause mutants to be from another planet and mix with ours. Any number of things that any number of people much like myself have gone, that's how I'd do, I'd do mutants. We now know how we're getting mutants because we've been living with a mutant for the last six weeks. Kamala Khan has a mutation and she is a mutant. I think this is up there with retconning some of the aspects of Civil War, which is ironically going to come up in a minute to make the movie work better. The thing about comic books and comic book adaptations is they need to be adaptations, not translations. The X-Men universe is vast. It is insane. The Inhumans universe is also very weird and specific. The Kirbyisms of all those things are beautiful and they work. This is nothing against the Inhumans. But when you've already got the Avengers established for 14 years, when you've already got characters like Spider-Man and all these other things, it's hard to do both Inhumans and mutants. 
Titans. So I think what, what Kevin Feige did was he wanted the people that are giant and humans fans to have that taste. And we got Black Bolt in Multiverse of Madness. And that was a moment of like, I want them to get their Inhumans. I want that for them. Because Kevin Feige's a nerd. He gets what, what people want. So I think that was a taste. And I think that Inhumans are just not going to be in this world. I don't think Inhumans are going to be in the MCU. At least not for like a decade. Mutants being how we start to extrapolate from the world that hates and fears them is genius. So... I've been saying this for a few months. This is one of the most gratifying things that one of the things I hoped would happen, one of the things I dreamed and theorized would happen. When it lands, it feels so special, not in a sense of I told you so, but in a sense of like, I'm thinking the same way this is going and this is fulfilling a lot of my nerd adaptation dreams. So I've been thinking Kamala is going to go through something that happened in the comics, I believe, called Kamala's Law. And that is when the events of Civil War occurred in the comics as well, and through the Sokovia Accord, they tried to pass this thing where you had to register if you were a superhero. People took sides. Tony wanted to, as he always does, build a protective layer around the world, and he thought registering people, having regulation, having rules, was the way to get that through. Cap was on the other side of, like, liberty and freedom, and this is not just, and I don't believe in these rules. And that is a similar, and then they went their own way with the movie, they went with the comics, they differ from there. Now, what's interesting is that obviously failed in both the movies and the comic books, but years later, more recently, Kamala's Law is basically okay, you, you you superheroes, you go do your thing. We can't control you. You're, you're way too much. Kamala basically is a child. She gets very, very, very injured as Kamala Khan, and they pass a law that superhero children cannot work and do the superheroics without some sort of registration. This goes through. This is accomplished. So all of the champions, which are our young superhero team, are basically on the run. They're illegal. They're doing things like vigilantes, but fully illegal. There's entire government entities like the DODC, as in Miss Marvel, hunting them down. In the comic books, the people that are hunted down the most that are children are the children of the fucking Adam. It was right in front of us the whole time. They're geniuses. They're combining these storylines. We're getting children being hunted down because the world that hates and fears them. We're getting regulation. We're getting that beautiful line from a Kamala Khan where it says that's just another label. We've had a mutant and we probably have other mutants because they've established that we just haven't looked and it's going to be amazing to see how this goes. One of the things I love is that through Kamran, who is a new human, which is a, a variation of an inhuman in the comic books, he's always looked kind of like Iceman to me. And they made his, his his power set look very much like the comic books. And I've always thought, like, it's really interesting how it's just a phraseology of inhuman versus mutants. In many cases, not in origin, not in power set, all those things. But if you're if you're a day-to-day -day fan, if you're, if you're not versed in this, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference necessarily between someone who's crazy Medusa hair was a mutation versus an inhuman thing. They're, they're very akin to each other. You know what I mean? Like certain characters are, are parallel. This is a great way to streamline and we're invested because of how incredible Amon Vellani is, how incredible the show was. It gives us all the family elements that are important. Kamala Khan's family are so important to her story. So we're going to deal with the world starting to hate mutants and how that feels for her. We're going to deal with other mutants being, you know, let go by their family, being like expelled because of this label, because of this thing. And then we're going to also see all of the racism of it. What better place to start a show about prejudice then a show about a very important Muslim character. This show addressed head fucking on that the government keeps an eye on mosques. It judges people by their religion, by the way they look, who they are. That's fucking prejudice. That's the X-Men. We're going into a world from a world of prejudice that exists in our world. We live in a world that judges people for who they are. The X-Men have always been a beautiful metaphor for so many things. LGBTQ lives, for racism, for all of these things that humans do to hate each other. Humans suck 
at taking care of humans. And the X-Men have always been a very beautiful, very not so subtle look at what that is. As much as Captain America is about politics, the X-Men are about humanity and it talks about humanity. There's characters like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, the Friends of Humanity. They're not subtle. Bringing this all in through Miss Marvel is the best way to make sure that you're endeared, but also that you're not missing the fucking message that we got to take care of each other. Not only does this bring us mutants, not only does it set it up in a way that feels so natural, just like laying groundwork for these characters, just like Civil War felt natural because Iron Man was so fleshed out and Captain America so fleshed out that when they punched, each punch landed twice. With Ms. Marvel, we're so invested, this felt so natural that mutation just made so much sense and now we're there. So I think Department of Damage Control is going to establish these laws. I think these laws are going to be passed potentially in She-Hulk. I think we're going to hear rumblings of all these things. So I think while Miss Marvel is out in space with Captain Marvel and Spectrum or Photon, whatever they end up calling her, I think that is going to be going on, setting up the Kree Scroll War, which brings us into Secret Invasion. On this Earth, She-Hulk and Daredevil, who's coming back, are going to be dealing as the first superhuman. Well, She-Hulk's publicly superhuman because she's green. She can't hide it. But they're going to be dealing with the superhuman regulations. So we're going to see laws get passed. We're going to see regulations and we're gonna see it not just about superheroes we're gonna see it about mutants they've said the word everybody's heard that the bird is the word so mutants are here i think throughout shield we see that i think we see the follow-up to this first in the marvels then in secret invasion and then when she comes back that's what all this is i think her bangle wanted to find its pair so she got bonked out to space and got swapped with captain marvel so i think that scene might literally be in captain marvel to the marvels and we see the other side of that but either way i think she just got jettisoned out into space so we're not gonna see her ramifications of these actions so I think it's a really important thing to then live in the world of She-Hulk with these rules. Again, this is a theory. I don't know if that's what She-Hulk's about, but it'd be interesting if it goes that way. In the meantime, I just want to celebrate the fact that a show as powerful as this, as important as this, is bringing some of the most important comic characters to us. And it's doing it very soon because we've had six weeks of a mutant on our screens, and that's Kamala Khan. Before I get out of here, I want to give you guys some comic recommendations about the X-Men. We've wanted X-Men in the MCU for so long. God Loves, Man Kills. This is the comic that basically made X2's foundation. If you love X-Men 2, this is the comic for you. This deals with the prejudice against mutants in a very political way. My next recommendation is Gifted. This is Joss Whedon's beginning foray into the Astonishing X-Men. I actually recommend you read the entire Astonishing X-Men run, but a specifically gifted deals with people trying to get rid of their powers. I imagine with Kamala Khan and these power things and children having powers, there is going to be an element of people wanting to cure you, people wanting to get rid of the othering, people wanting to get rid of their problem. Gifted deals with what it means to have powers in this world, in that context. Check it out. And then finally, E is for Extinction. This is a little deeper into the mythos. This is Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. This is the beginning of the new X-Men run when they changed the numbering around. And this is basically the government using sentinels and things to hunt down mutants in a very very racist way that really hones in on a lot of the elements of hate that i think are going to come in to the miss marvel version of how they bring in the mutants basically politics curing and hate through government entities are the direction i think they're taking miss marvel so what a great way to kick off comic-con next week what a great way to kick off the x-men in the mcu and what a great way to finish with one of the best finales in the mcu thank you reject nation like subscribe leave some comments let me know what you thought of this video let me know what other things you want to see and most of all uh don't be a dick because x-men's about not being a dick be good to people much love What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? 
Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.